When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. This is the broker, criminal underlord from Bougenneath. I'm coming to you because my staff has brought me some startling revelations about the story that you're about to hear. And seeing as how I've spent nearly a year absent from the program, despite a groundswell of public outcry for more broker content and my very generous offer for the Broker and Friends spinoff pitch, which was ignored to produce Courier's Call, by the way, I believe some revenge is in order. For the past several episodes, the characters and game master of this very program have referenced the fact that tonight, this very evening in game time, they'll be going into a meeting with the bandit queen Sifa to finish the exchange that I helped negotiate over in Bougenith. However, by the next recording, the entire cast of this series has forgotten that timeline. They'll instead do something else with the evening, believing that their meeting is to take place on the following day. So many of the thrilling plot points that all of you are looking forward to so much are not going to be heard for several recordings yet, because James D'Amato can't remember the words that he says. Obviously, this sort of narrative negligence is indicative of the type of person who would also reject the show Broker, which is kind of like Frasier, but with more couture bird costumes. Anyway, I believe in a situation like this, punishment is definitely called for, and while I don't have much of an imagination or taste for it, I employ people who do. So I'll be waiting for a public outcry to depose James and replace him with myself or a narrative director for the program that I approve of, who's at least open to hearing a pitch for Spooky Butler Matters, a family sitcom about my employees wherein I can eventually become a wacky neighbor character who becomes the most popular and beloved part of the show. Or I suppose you can continue to love your substandard content. Take it away, Casey. We smash cut to a tiered kind of stand where there are like dozens upon dozens of people gathered around. There are a couple locals that you can see uh, of varying ages, but there definitely seem to be a lot more people from the crews of Oromar ships and the crews coming from the Tempest Armada here. They're in the stands kind of hooting and hollering, 
at this strange field that is full of moving and drifting floating platforms and ropes. It's almost as if someone has suspended giant wind chimes within this area that is hanging over nets. Occasionally, different platforms will drift up and down, stretch taut and firm, and then undulate to be loosened and slacked. And you can see there are groups of people standing on either side of this thing before there is a big ringing of like, you know, those bells that are like kind of hundreds of little metallic pieces that that ring together in, in a huge calamity that and you hear uh, music of some string and wind instruments together and the people that are standing on these platforms start to move it is kind of a fluid dance as the platforms around them move they have to hop from place to place in order to stay stable The platforms that they started with very quickly after the music started dropped out from beneath them. And if their footing wasn't sure and they weren't moving properly, they would have fallen to the net below. Instead, they move to cling on walls and like a very fluid thing where they'll grab on with one hand and sort of roll their grip to another, jump off and roll onto a new platform, moving into like a weird kind of cartwheel, moving onto other platforms. And slowly the two groups that are dressed in different colors, kind of denoting uniforms on opposing teams, begin to drift towards each other in this dance. They do these very sweeping and fluid movements with a lot of kicks and sort of sweeping jabs at one another, trying to destabilize each other's footing across these moving platforms. After some time of watching, you can see uh, members of various sides start to drop off until there are only a few dancers left We'll say there was like a blue and a green team. The person on the green team is kind of facing the sweeping movements of two people at once and barely able to contend with them as they're maneuvered into kind of the middle of a platform before their two assailants kind of jump off, leaping either way to walls on the side as the platform drops out from beneath him and the crowd goes wild in cheers with uh, more bells ringing and the two people left on the platforms kind of waving at the crowd around them and you can see spit in this crowd kind of like up front he's got a bag of like fried something or other and he like (laughs) throws his hat to the ground and goes you green bastards! I put too many bits on you to fall. Oh, there he is. Out of me. was intense. John, it goes over. 
Hey, Spit. Well, well, Mr. Kessler, come here, come here. You've never been to Ungoni before, right? No, this is wild. Well, pop a seat, young sir. Plenty of room for you too, Gable. Uh, we're uh, we're not staying. We've we've got some. We were hoping you would come with us. Well, I don't get to go to Ungoni very often, and at my age, I don't think I'm going to get a repeat visit to many places. So you're going to have to operate around my schedule. <laughs> this is Spit's time. Oh no! Are you no. implying that you're going to die soon, Spit? <laughs> We can only dream. I'm never going to die. Would you like some fried something? <laughs> but what is it? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It was cooked in oil. It didn't bother to learn the name. Okay. You sh- Spit, you shouldn't... You, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I guess we could sit here and talk at Spit. Sure, sure. Yeah, grab a seat. Grab a seat. He'll hand the bag of fried something to Jonnet. <laughs> This is called the Tornado Colin. It's a bit of a way of solving disputes around here. You got two teams of dancers that aren't allowed to hit each other. If you hit your opponent, you're out. But also, if you stop moving, you're out. And if you fall into the net below, you're out. The last person standing wins the disagreement. So what were they fighting over or disagreeing over? I think this was uh, something akin to a fine or a parking ticket sort of thing. Uh, hard to keep track. Uh, they they do these on and off, you know, basically every day. There aren't many locals around here, so whatever's going on isn't very important. Oh, wow. How in the hole are you? Well, I was up for a while, then down a bit, then down a bit more. And just lost a lot right now. So, uh, probably about four silver bars. Jeez. Okay, Spit. Spit, that's a lot of money that you don't really have right now. Well, we're about to have it. We're about to get a big payday. That's a lot of gold bars coming aboard the ship. Well, this that's fine. You can do with your time what you will. We are here because we are, uh... Wanted to ask you some fun facts and things you may know because you're so smart uh, about the captain. Oh, you mean the man you killed? Come on, spit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I know a lot of people are angry at Travis, and I think they got their reasons to be angry at Travis, but... I'm not going to pretend that y'all weren't involved in that landing party as well, and I believe you were telling me that the captain was alive and well. This guy knows what's up. (laughs) He knows it wasn't just me, you know? And I like that. Spit rubs his eyes and, like, goes to check that he hasn't been drinking too much. He does see a couple bottles next to him. (laughs) Did anyone else see a talking snake? Travis looks around like talking snake where (laughs) (laughs) so this is travis oh i took a bunch of psychedelics before the bath because i thought we could hook up in there but (laughs) they did not take too kindly to that so uh 
No, Spit, this is really Travis. Travis is a changeling. He's cursed by the forest queen, and now he changes into an animal pretty much once a, a day cycle. Do you... Do you follow? Okay. <laughs> and here's okay. The, here's the, the thing about this. I think this will be good for you to know during this conversation because it will allow me to participate. But also the amount of drugs that you're on right now will hopefully potentially cause you to forget this conversation after it happens. I don't know. I suppose we can flip that coin later, but that's an agreement (laughs) that I'm willing to make. (laughs) Like, Snake Travis doesn't give a fuck. He's just telling everyone. (laughs) Uh, I I do like that Snake Travis has the little fins that he can flare up. That's very fun. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, There are a bunch of people who are trying to figure out what kind of snake he is, and this is just going to raise so many more questions for them, which I love. We need a snake of this We need a snake doctor to tell us. I mean, we can look for one Mm -hmm. in Ingoni and Mm, pat out the runtime a little. All right, so uh, you got a talking snake. This is not a bad hallucination. Uh, not certainly the one that I'm used to. Uh, I don't think Jonnet should be here. What are you? That doesn't used? seem. Oh, that doesn't I'm sort of track with my internal. Look, I'm good. You're the one on hallucin. <laughs> You're the one on on mushrooms. <laughs> Psychedelics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not necessarily mushroom derived. I know. There's mushroom in there, <laughs> for sure. Spit, what's are you? The, what's the deal with that coffee that has mushrooms in it? Oh, oh, oh! What is the name of it? Well, whatever it is, it's supposed to just taste like regular coffee, but it's supposed to give you a boost to your brain. It, like a like a like a hallucinogenic boost? Well, no, just a. Just regular mushrooms? Are we talking about microdosing? What are we talking about? No, no, no. Like, fi- like normal, edible, non-psychedelic mushrooms. I don't understand it. And it can't be real, right? Is it to I mean, add, add umami flavor to the coffee? No, the, the whole thing is that, don't worry, it tastes just like the coffee you know and love, but has all the benefits of mushrooms. Here's the thing. We get... Two minutes of show, and then Travis gets fucking sidetracked on real world <laughs> mushroom coffee. And that's just what we do. And then I, that's an episode. All right. I, guess I like, I like how John also is aware of the mushroom <laughs> coffee. I gotta look up the name of this thing because it, I, I know, you know exactly what I'm talking, what you're about, talking though, about, right? Yes. Oh, like Sigmatic. For yes. Sigmatic. Yes. It, well, that sounds like a great business. I'd love to do that business. A business where I can just say, oh, hey, we offer you this thing, but it doesn't taste anything like it or bring anything new to the table. You wouldn't know if I did it or not. <laughs> well, I think that the thing they say that it does bring things to the table, but it feels like bunk, honestly. It, it, yeah. I it just like seems like this you- talking snake. There's something about his voice that grates on me, but uh, he's making a lot of good points. <laughs> look, don't tell that to the snake. It'll go to the snake's head. Hey, Spit, um, look, uh, is there a way that we could maybe like go somewhere a little bit uh, private? We got we got some stuff we got to chat with you about. It's about um, it's about the captain. Is it 
Sexual? The Oromar Vale, yes. Oh, no. Mm, it's <laughs> Mistakes were made. We should go. Uh, we can't, don't no. We can't, like, we can't go. Mm, we have to talk. We have to talk to Spit. Conversation bad. Don't like it. I, All right. Uh, let's do a Lucas, uh, George Lucas style wipe cut to a secluded place. What is the secluded place that you found in Ungoni? I mean, the... Go ahead. I was about to say the Ninja Turtle sewer system. <laughs> well, I was going to say I've the got roots. a couple problems with there being a sewer system, a ro- sort of a robust sewer system in this place specifically, Liz. But where and are I think the turtles going to go, James? If you a little bit, you'll run into those same sort of problems. They just fall to the dirt, Liz. But the so the Ninja Turtles don't have a place to live in Ungoni. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Well, this I is mean, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate this city. <laughs> if we let them in, we'd have to let the rest of Michael Bay's sort of turtles oeuvre in. And I'm not ready to welcome that. Let into them our in. Let the streak sharks in. Come on. Bring the Looney Tunes. I don't fucking care. Everyone is welcome in Nagoni. Next thing you'll tell me, the gargoyles aren't here. First of all, the gargoyles are absolutely here. That's <laughs> that's not up for debate. That's not in question. Gargoyles built in gold. I will. Uh, but it is only the Jason Alexander gargoyle from. Punchback no. uh, and Punchback. No. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm losing to a bird. And he's mostly going to be doing Seinfeld bits. So. <laughs> yeah. What what is what is a secluded place in Ungoni? My first thought is like near the the wind tunnels when the teens aren't there, when they're not like catching air and like flying off, then it's just kind of like an, a spot where it's very windy, but there's not a lot of people there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, I like, it's not a spot that's very windy because it's near a wind tunnel, right? So the oh, wind yeah, tunnel yeah. has all the wind. Gotcha. Gotcha. But like- you know, these. This is a place that is aerodynamically designed for that not to be too much of an issue. Yeah, I, I think there's like there maybe some seating here. I don't know exactly what you do with these wind tunnels, other than unless you were a teen, a troublesome teen, other than avoid them. So. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just uh, you've gone to this kind of secluded place around some businesses. You're just sitting between them. There are mud walls kind of all around you, and you're having this conversation. All right, so uh, you you wanted to talk about the captain. Yes, we are very well aware that mostly myself and my compatriot, Travis, we are not particularly in the captain's favor. We are having a discussion with him later tonight. We're trying to see if there's anything we can do to swing the scales in our favor. What are his likes and dislikes? Um, What color is his aura? I don't... Uh, that's... <laughs> Amber would be the color of his energy. Mm, okay, for sure. well. I, su- I suspected as much. <laughs> you did kind of walk into that one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yes, you've known the captain for the longest. And we thought as much as we don't like having any sort of discussion with you in general, we thought you would be the person to talk to. I know the captain. I know him pretty well. Uh, the, the question that I have 
is whether or not he'd want me helping you. Now, I realize that you've realized you happen to be in the captain's bad graces. But why do you want to get in his good graces? Did Margaret tell us to? I think Margaret told us to. (laughs) Well, also, he's just our boss, and that'd be like a nice spot to be in, you know. Well, there we have it. If that's your reasoning, I don't see a reason to help you. You, I'd say, you know, if you're... Captain's already made it clear that he doesn't plan on having you executed. If uh, you don't shape up, you're off the ship. That's it. That's my involvement. Now, if it so happens that you want to get in the captain's good graces because you feel bad about something that you did that was wrong... I might be more warm to helping you repair that relationship. Well, sure, then it's that thing. Who cares? (laughs) And there, in the essence, is why we have a problem, Snake. You remind me of someone. Don't pay no attention to this. Is this snake even here? Probably not. You could just ignore the snake. The snake will keep on talking, but we don't need to say anything back. Gable, I don't know how many psychedelics you've done in your life, but if you ignore the talking snake, that is a big sign that you're headed for trouble. That's true. I've never uh, taken a psychedelic before. They frightened me. Uh, Look, look. If you're here because you want to know things about the captain... I'd be telling you things about the captain because he'd be a mutual friend or perhaps a a, a figure that you have some respect for. And I'd be helping you create a more sustainable long-term relationship with that person. But I'm not giving you a bunch of the captain's secrets so you can butter them up and get out of whatever trouble you got yourselves into. I'm an old man, and I I ain't got time for that. Well, I mean, Spit, we're all here on the ship together, and you're saying either shape up or ship out. Well, what happens if this is us trying to shape up? We want to figure out what the captain wants so that we can help him get it, either from us or from here on Ingoni, but we can't do that unless we know the captain better. And who knows the captain best? That's you. Nat, do you understand why what you just said is different than what the talking snake just said? Or can you not hear the talking snake? Well, we we, we know anything that the talking snake says is an encapsulation of a certain point of view. That <laughs> that certain point of view is I'm a piece of shit troublemaker who doesn't want to get in trouble. Yes, sociopathic tendencies. It's and like- what Jonnet is telling me is that he wants to make things better because he intends on working with the captain. Yes, exactly. Are you loyal to Oromar Vale? Yes. yes or no? Yes. Was this one of the trick questions you asked the kids? No. Y'all ain't kids. Y'all are old enough to answer this question in your own right. You have no idea how old a snake is. 
That's true. I don't know much about snakes beyond the fetishes that I have involved. Oh, in of course. Mm. Of course. I'm just a... <laughs> what? <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to know, but also... I feel like I need. I deserve to know. No, but the thing is, we'll be here all day. Like I want to know too. I want to know the whole, to walk us the whole the deal. Snake fetish, and then and then we're <laughs> and then we're back to business. Okay, I'll plug my ears, we but cut, I will read. We lips. cut thirty seconds. <laughs> we cut thirty seconds into the future. Oh, huh, huh. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Does. Travis is trying very hard to turn into any other animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, knock a yuck and yum's not my cup of tea, but you know. Like I said, we, we, we asked those kids that thing because if they're born on this ship, or if they're raised up on this ship, it's hard for them to make the choice to follow the captain. They might just sort of be raised into it and follow the captain like he's a father, but he ain't. You are all old enough, or you got parents in other places. You understand that your relationship with this ship is a voluntary one, which means if you want to stay on the ship, I want to know that it's because you believe in what we're doing and you think the captain is leading you in the right direction. Because when people don't believe that, we get mutinies. We get whatever went down on that island. I would argue that what went down on that island is the exact opposite of a mutiny. We're so deeply loyal to the captain that we could have taken power, we being all of the people who were there who were human, <laughs> and we, they, chose <laughs> not to, but instead chose to follow Oromar Vale. But from you didn't follow him. You strung him up like a puppet. We led from behind. <laughs> I don't think Orma was involved in any of that decision making, which is well, he probably... was certainly there. And I think the snake agrees that that is the cause and the root of this, our concern and his anger towards us. And I yeah. cannot speak for the snake, although the snake will often try to speak for me. <laughs> I will not speak for the snake as I'm my own person. I feel great guilt and I wish to make amends. This is just that, me. That I can help you with. All right. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this show is brought to you by listeners like yourself. We're able to bring you Skyjacks weekly because we've got folks over on our Patreon paying to help us pay our editors, our performers, and all the other folks that help make this show special. Coming up for our Patreon backers at the $15 plus level, we're going to be continuing the tradition of campaign valentines. 
I've already hired two artists to produce some wonderful pieces for everyone, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you are a $15 plus backer, be sure to update your address so we can send you one of these Valentines physically in the mail. Also, there's really no better time to hop in on the Patreon, especially because we are dangerously close to being below the $8,500 a month level, and that's the level we need to maintain in order to keep this show weekly. So if you like what you hear, please head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to support us. It not only helps us produce shows like this, but spinoffs like Skyjack's Courier's Call, behind the scenes content like Skyjack's Behind the Sales, oh, and every other show on the One Shot Network. It's all good and it's all thanks to you. Huge thanks to everyone who supports us already and everyone who's going to sign up in the future. Now with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. you janet well i think when we were doing it in the moment we weren't thinking about how the captain was feeling we didn't know that he was feeling we didn't know that he had the desire to still lead even though you know he wasn't in the state that he was before and even though he is some he's not the captain is where the captain is right now but he's still the captain and captains want to lead i might be on a full half pound of psychedelic half pound, half pound. but Wait, oh, a full half pound a full goodness. half pound of psychedelics are you trying but to break I, through like understand <laughs> I'm always trying to break through. That's part of my thing. Yeah. I, I might be I might be completely out of my mind right now, but I understand that there's a bit of nuance to this situation. That this isn't your average, ordinary, everyday situation where you made decisions, and that might be part of the issue is being on completely unbroken ground. Uh, Captain Oromar, I don't know how much of a grudge he would have borne against you if you fought to defend him on the island and he fell and you came back and you tried to take control of the ship. You know, that's an ordinary thing that kind of happens every day. And, you know, every time you go out and do a dangerous job as a Corsair, that's uh, one of the things you face. The thing is, that ain't what happened. What happened was you went on that island, Captain got attacked, you stepped in to defend him, and then instead of coming back and just trying to take the ship by your own strength, what happened is you came back with Ormar, making him walk around, and you said that the Captain was fine with everything that you were doing. Well, to be fair to all those involved, none of whom are me, the snake, it's often hard to know what a dead person's wishes are because they are dead and unable to tell you their wishes. And under normal circumstances, 
I think those sort of assumptions still hold true, but we were sort of, and we being everyone who was there, again, not me, we're sort of playing with something that maybe we didn't all understand, maybe none of us understood, which caused those assumptions to be incorrect. Thank you for your input, talking snake. I will consider that. I believe whether you knew what you were doing upset the captain or not at the time, now you have a pretty good idea that it did. Oh, yes. And the question is whether or not you care about it. If you do, I will help you fix what you have done wrong. If you do not, you can get off of my ship. Spit, we care. We care. That's why we're here. Snakes notwithstanding. (laughs) Okay, we want to do good after we've done something very bad, okay? it's, And we don't know what we're doing. And we're just trying to get a better idea. And we don't know if this is going to be the right answer either, but it's it's better than nothing, right? All right, fair enough. I, I think you and Gable have, have made a point that, that you're trying to do good. I, I will admit I wish that Travis was here. No, don't. No. If he were he more here than he is, you would. It would be. Mm. Conversation probably would have flowed the same. Yeah. In fact, it feels like he's always here. I feel like we would have spent a little more time on the mushroom thing. That's true. <laughs> Look, the the captain is someone who trusts people, and occasionally he has misplaced his trust. And that has ended up getting him hurt, both emotionally, financially, physically. The captain wants the people around him to be fully invested in doing good and doing the right thing. And sometimes he challenges them to extreme circumstances and they either arise to the occasion or they don't. What you have to do is approach the captain from from a place that shows that you understand that what you did was wrong and that you are willing to take the steps to restore that trust that you have broken and repair that relationship. The captain should understand that he might voice his frustration, he might voice his anger, but if you're truly willing to work with him, I think he'll respond to it. Well, I guess to that end, should we go into this thing expecting him to voice concerns or is he going to write things down? Is I, I here's I get a little I'll admit, I get a little uneasy sometimes because I don't know how to best communicate with the captain. And it feels like you sometimes do communicate with him. And I'll be honest, Spit, I'm a little jealous sometimes because that just, to me, it feels like you have something, a level of understanding that I don't, that I want, because I want to make right, do right by him. What? Uh, I mean, y- y'all know hand speak, right? Okay, rude. <laughs> do we? I said hand speak. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he doesn't have. I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 
Do we? Uh, probably. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> this, I mean, this is an interesting question, and I, I think there's probably not one answer to this, but I will allow everybody to decide kind of independently. I don't think we need to roll for it whether your character has any sort of sign language under their belt. I think to give a background to the setting, like there are a lot of practical reasons that sign languages would be something that you would adopt on a ship. We haven't really addressed language much in Sphere, mainly because there are a lot of logistical questions that I don't feel prepared to answer. Uh, and it's so much easier to just have all the NPCs that you, whatever port you show up, or there's no language barrier between you two. But, you know, I, I, I think... Nope. Nobody here is super provincial. Like everybody here has been around and been around for a while. So it's a question of whether or not you think your character went through the effort to learn something. I feel like, well, when you phrase it like that, (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that changes my answer. uh, I would say that maybe John is probably the least just in terms of like time on this earth being used to take up general skills. It feels like Jonnet would maybe not have much experience with hand speak outside of maybe just like a couple like key like phrases or or things until he got on the Uhuru. And mm. maybe it feels like at some point somebody may have been doing like a like a hey, these are like the basics of these are these are the hand speak signs that you need to know to function like on the Uhuru, but I feel like that's probably all John it would have accumulated on his own. God, yeah, I, I think the scene that I kind of picture is, you know, there are the the people who are up on the decks, like doing the night shift of uh, shift of work. But you know, we established that there are probably at least a couple hundred people on the Uhuru as pirates and that for pirates, there's a lot of downtime in the work that they do because you probably for a ship of this size only need 30 to 50 people to actually run the ship and everybody else is just to be there when a fight happens to be a threat in that fight. So you've definitely got some people on lower decks who are sleeping, but there've got to be people on lower decks who are just kind of hanging out, playing Illimat, passing the time. And I kind of think John, like I see John at like up in a bunk or something, watching a group of pirates communicating through a sign language with each other around a card table and mm. eventually they invite him over and he learns the most essential words first to operate in a group of pirates, which are the swears. And it'll sort of <laughs> progress from there. Yes. I love that. <laughs> it's very sweet that like John, the main thing that John knows are the swears, but like he knows them as a way of like communicating more with his like crew. So they're like, it's endearing, but they're also just like, I assume, just filthy. <laughs> I have to imagine, like, the first month or so that Jonnet really picked up those swears. Like, everybody on the crew thought it was adorable. It's like, look, we taught this new kid swears. This is great. <laughs> and then after the second month, it's like, this kid fucking says the nastiest shit to me. <laughs> through Someone's got to someone's got to talk to him i'm gonna get in a fight (laughs) i'm going to fight i will fight the child (laughs) i would like to fight the baby (laughs) shut up james (laughs) 
Uh. Uh, I think Gable knows like a formal version or like a, an old mm. version and has just like incorporated new gestures and slang into it, but it's still like a little bit overly elevated tone. I like that. Mm-hmm. Where where do you think they picked it up? Hmm. You know, school, high school. Uh, is it something that they like carried with them from being no, an angel? No, 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 no. I think it came from the the sort of assassin days. Just mm, being able okay. to sneak around and talk to people quietly and quickly. Cool. I feel like Travis knows it pretty well. Yeah. Just see it seems to make sense with his deal yeah where where did where do you think he picked it up well you know it's like taverns i don't i don't think this is necessarily the first ship he's been on though i think it's probably the one that he's been on the longest you know he's he's spent a lot of time doing a lot of different things around and i think that especially early on it probably just sort of helped in survival being able to kind of communicate with and blend in with the types of folk who were using sign language. Cool. Cool. Then I think, you know, it kind of dawns on you. Captain tried to verbalize a couple things a while ago before, you know, he told all of us what was happening and didn't come out quite right. He's been using a, a mainland hand sign dialect. A bit, a bit broader, a bit rougher. Doesn't have some of the nuance that other types of speak. Uh, I know that 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 he understands. Do I think the captain is struggling with a lot of things right now, and that might add a tone to the conversation. It took the captain a couple drafts when he sent letters to you in the past. When 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 that woman, young woman uh, earlier, Margaret, w- was here, he uh, wrote a letter with her in the room, and he stopped and started over quite a few times when writing that. There is probably a frustration that he can't speak in the way that he would like to. Oromar is a man who I have always known to exude an aura of dignity and grace and he is not in that position right now or at least does not feel as though he is in that position right now and I think that makes this difficult too he's got a lot on the line at this moment you jokers are only part of it he's right now in a city at the queen's behest as one of her guests. And there are a lot of complicated feelings in that that I know for a fact he ain't talking to anyone about. It's probably really hard to... The captain's probably trying to save face a little bit. He knows he doesn't feel right, but he's trying to present himself as being dignified and still holding himself to be the captain. That's probably really hard. Spit just nods at that. Okay. Janet turns to Gable and Travis. I don't know hand speak, or at least I don't know much outside of, and then he does something filthy. Janet! <laughs> Spit like grabs his hand. <laughs> we are in public. What? Yeah, but you guys are surrounding me. It's fine. No, it's, I it's, had to see it. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Gable. <laughs> so that's all I know. And that's all I can bring to the conversation. So I don't think that'll be very Do helpful. not bring that do to not, the conversation. Okay. Which is the... that's why I'm saying I'm letting you know. I don't think you're going to need to sign at him, though maybe it would be an appreciated, reciprocated gesture. Again, uh, not those signs, though. <laughs> I do think he might need to sign at you, and there's a chance you might see one or two of those signs. I'm... Okay. Well, if I see that, then I know that it's going poorly. So I think it's going there very bad. <laughs> Uh, tell me, uh, John, did, did uh, your parents ever teach you how to make a good apology? Um, say sorry. Say what you did wrong. Ask how you can do it better. Yep. There's one last thing, and that is you got to do something to prove that you're going to do better. Mm. Okay. You do all those things, I, I think... Well, Ormar may never call you a close friend. Uh, there's a chance that uh, we're all going to be able to work together and he'll be able to work in the, uh, you know, knowledge and security that everyone on his ship has his best interests and the ship's best interest at heart. So then I guess the question comes back down to, well, I think it comes down to what does the captain want? What can we do? Other than make this deal go over without a hitch, get everybody's pockets filled with bits, and take off again. I have a feeling that the things that Ormar wants from us are things that each individually we can only give to him. Perhaps, Jonnet, you present the Ormar with offering of some sight that he might want to wish to see in the future, some Oh, wow. Information about some of the trappings of the universe. Travis, if he were here, could potentially offer his services as a changeling. I know what I'm going to do, and I've already begun it. Well, one thing that I might caution you about, Gable, I like I like where your head's at, but uh, if it's just favors and services, as his crew... He kind of already has those things from you, you know? I would he is our boss. Yeah. Yeah. I I would e- expect, you know, what what's in question here is whether or not you respect him. Whether or not he has your loyalty, whether or not uh, you know, I hesitate to say this since you've been acting kind of contrite around me, but whether or not you think of him as a person. Mm. You understand? that That's what got thrown into question. You know, and, and instead of uh, coming back to the crew, uh, solemnly telling them what happened with tears in your eyes, you came back to the crew and stashed him away until you got good enough at walking him around that, that you could do basically whatever you want. And when you did start doing that, when you did start doing that, you started doing things that maybe he might have wanted, which is why I think you're not dead. It's complicated. 
And I'm on a lot of psychedelics. I mean, here's the spit. John, it like reaches out and like grabs Spit's hand, which is currently grasping the other half pound of mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe it just takes some other psychedelics to even it out. <laughs> even it out? <laughs> I think the best we think I... we can. No, you go, Snake. You go. Oh, th- contribute. Thank you. Now, I think I know what I, not me, would like to do. I just don't know if I can do it. And I believe finding out if I can do it will unfortunately require me to read some books. That's that's the worst case scenario. What? Hmm? What's well, the do, well, do problem? You, well, it's just... um. You know, a lot of work. And that's that so is unfortunate. The, that's the point. Travis, you've got... I mean, Snake... The snake named Travis. He's you not, got he's not going to remember. <laughs> Gable already said that I'm a changeling. It's fine. <laughs> I said I'm Travis. I'm Travis. You're on drugs. <laughs> this is a dream. <gasps> Who cares? Spit is, spit is currently like gnawing at his knuckle. Spit, no. <laughs> We need to get Spit to his safe room. We gotta find the talking raccoon. I like the talking raccoon better. <laughs> Are you doing okay? That was that's fully a you thing and not us at no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Are you talking about you... Draft's books? Are you gonna read Draft's books? Well, it'd be nice if someone read them to me, but I suppose I can read them myself. And you're going to learn necromancy? No, no. Then what's the point I mean, of reading the gonna, books? If you're gonna read the books, you're gonna you're gonna intake that knowledge. <laughs> are you gonna write a book no, that's report? Not why I'm gonna? Re- are we gonna do a book? No, with I'm certainly books? not going to. I'm not going to write. <laughs> I'm not gonna do both of those things in for one thing. Ridiculous. No, I'm going to see if there's a way that I can put all but the tiniest drop of my sort of, I don't know, life essence, I don't know what it's called, into Dref's heart for the captain to use. And if I can complete that right before a sunrise or a sunset, well, then I should be fine. I'm sure the captain has, you know, that little extra drop that I'm saving for myself in him somewhere. We kind of cram him and the heart together, (laughs) and the captain's back. Wait, that sounds like a plan to me. I was I was not on board for most of that, but something about the last sentence and a half, it clicked. So you're trying to say you want to infuse some of your, let's call it life energy, <laughs> into sure. Dref's heart, give it to the captain, and hopefully use that to bring the captain further back to life? Because he's already been doing it. Little do you all know, huh? No, we, he's already been doing. We know it. that you're a juice box, <laughs> but <laughs> I, like a Capri Sun, like an ecto cooler. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? You are on drugs. Your voice is hitting a high C. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I hate oh, to say it. I think Travis is having a good idea. Of course I am. Ugh. Don't act like, don't say that like this happens often. 
Well, I don't uh, no, I always have good ideas. I just don't always tell you because you'll just waste them. <laughs> There's a way it well, could work. It could. If that's what the captain wants. But we have to ask him. We have to yeah. ask him if that's what he wants. We can't keep just making decisions for him. This all has to start with us talking to the captain. But keep that on the table, because that's good. It's great. Like, really, really, Snake, that's that's pretty good. Thank you, human. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. It, it, it sounds like uh, you, you got the beginning formulations of a plan. Is there anything else you wanted to know about the captain? Oh, I guess. What makes him happy? <laughs> just and anything to really just break that ice. <laughs> get, break the ice. You know, maybe a, if you have any good warm-ups that you can share with us. <laughs> Captain's, Captain's a fan of uh, fine whiskey. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've known more than one person to uh, smooth over an issue over a bottle with him. Captain likes music. Always liked music uh, of all different kinds. That's something that uh, you could uh, maybe soften anything with. Uh, and I, I think most of all, Captain, Captain appreciates stories. Now I'm gonna need you to uh, walk me back through Goni. Now we're going to be looking at the doorways and uh, the thresholds of this place for pervert sign. Now that's a secret language that only the perverts of Spear speak and you just sort of let it all out. You put it on the door and that way you know that it's okay for spit to come a knocking. So I'm going to teach you the basics of pervert sign and we're just going to look through. I'll know that one Wait of these buildings is a safe bathhouse for me to take a half pound of psychedelics and really get down to some things that the outside world will find extremely questionable. Okay, well, all right. Uh, okay. Wait, have you been doing that any time that you're not, like, in frame throughout our adventure so far? You've been looking for pervert doors? <laughs> if not exploring and having my own experiences and writing pervert signs so that the perverts who come after me will know what is and is not safe. Okay, uh... <laughs> Are they? It's uh, the like, perfect way. In chalk on like, uh, is there like a perfect train where people can say, "Hot perverts here," uh, or there's dogs in this pervert town? Uh, exactly. Uh, you you get it. I hate that I do. <laughs> All right, Spit. Let's get you, get you into your little pervy hole. And then we'll see you at the end of the adventure and we'll ask you how it went. (laughs) Oh, I love this (laughs) B-plot. As we roll, spit in a wheelbarrow that we've found. Yes. (laughs) And he touches the threads of the universe. He he bounces down an alleyway and you can just hear echoed off, It's sexual! (laughs) Scotty Jacks.
honestly, I like him a little bit better after this conversation. <laughs> mm. I always think that, I, and then he does something, and then I'm like, mm. yeah, but I've never seen him tripping balls before, that so maybe this might be the preferred spit. <laughs> I hate, I hate. <laughs> That he has been doing this pervert language thing all along, but introduced it into the narrative now. <laughs> so now we have to look back on our behaviors and see, <laughs> like, and throw that into our mind. That's that's like yeah. So if you if you go back and listen, you'll know. Oh, he's he's trolling the boxcars for other perverts. <laughs> yep, that's like when we get to the. The, the finale of, of Skyjacks and we do the time heist and we go back to all the old locations, we'll have moments where we see spit. <laughs> it's like, well, questions answered. <laughs> if you pick the right year, there are three different perverts all in the same place. I think it's five. <laughs> uh, five perverts couldn't possibly be five perverts at once. That no, there's be... the there's the pervert that they left in the mine. <laughs> yes, in in, in the mine pervert. There's the pervert. There's the original pervert. There's the pervert that goes back. Mm-hmm. There's the pervert that goes back to look for that pervert. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think there's one more pervert. <laughs> <laughs> You also delivered that so clean into the mic. <laughs> I think there's one more pervert. Oh. All right, so you... Infinity uh, perf. There it is. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, we return once again to the long line of prospective applicants in front of the skyship Uhuru. One of them lumbers off the line. They are extremely broad. Uh, this person is very, very heavily musculared. They appear to have like very delicate features despite all of that strength. They put their headshot and resume down on the table in front of you and sit down on the stool, immediately crushing it under the weight of their huge bulging muscles. Oh. Ah, well, okay. Uh, Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. No, it's uh, it's all right. Uh, We've we've, we've got new stools. Jonnet runs and grabs another stool. I'm Brimber. Uh, I'm Brimber. Um, Uh, And how do you spell that? That would be B R O M B U R Brimber. Mm. Hmm. Oh, interesting. It might be Brumbeer. I don't know how to pronounce my name. Uh, you know, <laughs> someone else gave it to me. So oh, that's, this, that's not a good. Oh, start. they are very I, nervous. Someone, I guess we can all say that someone else gave us our names. That's, that's sort true. of the nature of um, being born and whatnot. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I I wanted to to get into uh, aeroneering for a, a long time. Uh, really, really excited to to maybe join the crew. Um, you know, willing to, willing to work in almost any role. T R A V I S. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Just because you set a precedent for something doesn't. It mean they everyone else has to do. I just it. think it would have. I think it would have been polite. 
the way he said it was very sharp and it made me feel as though that I, I was somehow expected of me. So thank you for that clarification. Um, uh, so do you want to know about my work history? I don't know. Listen, I think we got off on a weird energy foot. <laughs> okay. And now Probably I'm just from- trying to find my way in into it. So uh, if one of you does have energy foot, the, the medical condition, I am a medical doctor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't like to bring it up because it makes conversations weird or, or whatever. I am a medical doctor. Uh, oh, where I did you? Where did you make conversations with, weird? <laughs> honors in multiple disciplines. I Wait, just, but, uh, but who are you talking to that makes you feel weird about being a doctor? I, I don't know. Most people, I guess. It just, really? I, I feel like I mentioned I'm a doctor and it just changes energy. So I usually try to like not mention it, not bring it up. I don't want to brag or anything, you know. You, oh, you seem so humble and yet so broad and, and out there. Uh, no, take pride in it. Okay. Um, and also that's probably be really good in the ship. We're always getting into trouble, getting shot, getting stabbed at. Uh, we could use someone who's a who's a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I do. Uh, I, I'm a surgeon. Uh, I also, you know, work with infectious diseases. Uh, but you know, it's really it's nothing. It's like not a big deal or anything. I also do ear, nose, and throat, uh, mm. and 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 foot. I've got all those. So I could treat energy foot if somebody's got energy foot. Podiatry. Yes, that's that's doc foot doctoring. What's that? What's the word for ear, nose, and throat doctor? There's a word. Uh, nasal face guy. <laughs> face guy. Mm. No, it's it's nasal laryngeal. It's a. It's, 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 okay. Anyway, never mind. oh, it's fun. There's because you're you're a face guy and you're a heel guy. Oh, that's yeah, fun. I can turn one way. Can turn the other. I can take a bump. That's fun. <laughs> what a. Okay. Anyway, you know, maybe as part of this, we can we can each sort of give you something to look at. Sure. Well, you know, yeah. medically, medically. Yeah, that's a fun game we could do. That's a fun game. Uh, I can try and like diagnose it or, or give you treatments for it, or uh, you know. Uh, so I've got this thing on my forehead uh, that uh, <laughs> kind of, what what <laughs> I want to know. Well, that's uh, see, that's an eye. I don't do eyes. I do ears, noses, and throats and feet. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll be back. So just right right here is, and then all the way down. <laughs> uh, so. I mean, uh, uh, Gable, you must have uh, a pretty rough injury after that uh, jousting competition that you were in. Wait, how do you know about my jousting injury? Uh, well, uh, so Is it I'm a big Iorpiora fan, big <laughs> okay. Iorpiora fan, love the joust, thought you had, you know, an amazing competition. I was really bummed to see you get disqualified early in that last round because I really thought you were going somewhere. Would have loved to see you go head to head with Hildred. Uh, you know, just uh Well uh, G- Gable's obviously fine. That was like two years ago. That, <laughs> that <laughs> it's hard to say when that was for sure. Huh. I think at this point it's about a month and a half, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe a bit longer. How long have we been doing these auditions? 
I, th- uh. I think assume over the course of one single day, right? <laughs> Just one very long day. How long have we been doing this show? Is it two years? It's two years for sure. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Huh. Hmm. Makes you think. Yeah. What's your workout regimen? I don't work out. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> nope, nope. Barely, barely touch it. You know, some people just kind of genetically. End genetically of what? Genetically what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're genetically just fucking stacked. That's Is that the appropriate medical term? Jacked. Yeah. Well, I mean... That that's more of a colloquial. The 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 thing is, uh, so fucking swole would kind of be the the medical sort mm-hmm. of have mad gains. <laughs> so so, I think what we're trying to figure out is, so your doctor would totally make sense to put you on the crew. Is there a thing about you? Well, that would make it uh, bad. Yeah, you're just kind of a humble doctor. Uh, there's kind of, uh, I, I would like to ask Gable a lot of questions kind of about their IRP or performance. Uh, oh, so it's just like a fanboy situation. That's kind Yeah. I mean, you could say that, I guess. Yeah, sure. sure. Wait a second. Or it's not a fanboy situation and it's a an army situation. An army Spies? situation. Spies? Spies? Not not a spies thing. I just want to know kind of every uh, – wh- when are you going to get back on, on a bird and get another bird competition, you think? Oh, okay. Well, um, I, it's a, I love my fellow competitors. Um, I think that uh, the training regimen is uh, pretty strenuous. We'll have to see what happens in the next four years. Uh, it depends on the sponsorship situation. I'm trying to do a Michael Phelps parallel, but I don't know if, enough about the man to uh, really, really hit it home. I mean, if you're uh, going to go for a Michael, I probably would have gone for Michael Jordan. I feel like that's a more. Well, I've never heard much about him swimming. I know he did baseball for a bit. Oh, yeah. No, he was a professional swimmer for a bit after he retired from baseball. I oh, honestly wow. hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not giving you I'm not giving you a lot. But you have to remember. I bring that, it to the table what I have. That okay? I that happened in my mind so long ago that it doesn't exist to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't exist to me anymore, it's hard to put yourself back in that place. I don't know who Hildred is. You keep on saying that name. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> As the only things that are in my mind are. Uh, some kind of wine place and boat. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> and look, yes, I, I, you're, I, you're, you're, I seem to remember wine place and boat as well. And, <laughs> and I remember bird, bird race less. Um, and then before bird race, I think there was a other boat and gator boy, but it's hard to say. <laughs> it's very hard to say. You're talking to me like I'm some kind of fully formed character. Some people are just really huge with quiet voices. <laughs> They're physicians, but they don't like to brag about it. Okay. And they also just want to know 
every single detail about the joust at IRP. That's so, it's so Sometimes that's all we're building, bringing to the table. So incredibly specific and yet so terribly vague. Yes. Just like, just enough for me to be like, yes, but also, <laughs> that's the human condition. That's the human condition. Do you also we're all are just you collections also a philosophy guy? No, that's organic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new invention that we discovered together. If you okay. put those traits in a bottle and you shake them up, philosophy comes out. I got, I got, I got something we can discover. I want you to discover how you're gonna fix that stool. Yeah, perform some surgery on that stool. How about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I'll just stand up and check. My, uh, it appears the stool has pierced my back, and I've been bleeding out throughout oh. this entire conversation. Oh no! And that I'm now dead. Oh no! He collapses Whoa. on the ground. <laughs> oh god! How unfortunate for you for and that. your parent. Oh. Yep. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's how you end things. Mm. All right. Well, the next so applicant, sorry. go ahead and drag this guy out. <laughs> that's your first. That's your first test. First test. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a One Shot Network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.